welcome to Nothing Ever Happens in Canada, but we know this is simply not true. This is a Canadian podcast about the myths, legends, and just good old stories Canada has to tell. I'm Canadian Girl. Thanks so much for joining me here today on this very fun and furry adventure where we take a look at some amazing dogs from right here in Canada who have done some pretty amazing things And of course, we'll go over some pretty cool dog facts from Canada too. But first, we have to run through that business stuff. If you are loving these adventures, please let me know by leaving a review or a comment on the app you're listening to, especially if you're listening on CastBox, as I am often on there too, and I'm even able to reply back, which is pretty neat. Your comments and reviews mean so much to this little podcast and help us move around on the podcast charts so we can meet more awesome listeners just like you from all around the world. Another way to help the show is by sharing your favorite adventures on your social media channels so your friends and family can feel like they got out of the house and joined one of our adventures. And please tag me in it. My handle is at NothingCanada on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I love seeing your posts. Lastly, donations. Your donations are what keep this podcast going and improving. The links to leave a review or make a donation can all be found in the show notes below or at nothingcanada.com. Okay, we made it through all that business stuff and in record timing, I think. To be honest, I love dogs and I just cannot wait to get this adventure started today. We will meet a dog named Beautiful Joe whose story has become one of Canada's best-selling books of all time. A couple of heroes, a couple of rescues, a couple of movie stars, social media stars, and so much more in this furry tale today. Grab your furry friends and curl up next to them as we meet some of the amazing dogs from right here in Canada. Trigger warning here, though this is mostly a fun and happy tale about our beloved furry friends, sadly people are not as always kind to animals as they should be. You know me though, I will only say what needs to be said and nothing in great detail, especially when it comes to these pups today. That being said, there will be brief mentions of abuse, death, and dogs being killed in the line of duty. I will of course warn you before so you have time to fast forward or throw your earmuffs on, whatever works best for you. If any of this is upsetting to you, please skip this adventure and head out on another one. If you're sticking around, let's get going and catch up with some of these cool Canadian dogs. Our furry friends are believed to be the first domesticated animals in Canada. Their roots begin with the indigenous people of the land who use their dogs for work, not play, like we do today. The indigenous use their working dogs to hunt, carry, travel, protection, and so much more. Today, the Canadian Kennel Club here in Canada recognizes 175 breeds in total and five of those breeds are purely Canadian in origin. The first is the tall tan bear dog. I hope I said that close to right. 
which was used by the Taltan indigenous people for hunting bears and lynx. This dog was fierce and not to be messed with. They were mostly black and white fur. They had pointed ears, a medium-length bushy tail. It was said to be an absolutely gorgeous dog. Sadly, they are believed to be no longer available, as not one has been registered in many years with the Canadian Kennel Club. The Toltan Bear Dog was featured on a stamp, though, here in Canada, and you all know what that means. You're famous or very important here in Canada. Next on that list is the Canadian Inuit Dog, also known as the Canadian Eskimo Dog to some. But this name is offensive and should no longer be used. So going forward, we will be calling this dog the Canadian Inuit Dog. The government of Nunavut is such a big fan of the breed, they made the Inuit Dog the territory's official animal. The Inuit Dog looks very similar to a Husky or an Alaskan Malamute. But compared to these two in strength and speed, they are considered to be the medium version, not quite as strong or as quick. They are extremely useful when hunting, great sled dogs, and love carrying backpacks. In the indigenous language Anuktitut, they are called Kimik. It's Q-I-M-M-I-Q. I hope I was close. Number three on that list is a true Canadian favorite for sure, the Nova Scotia Duck Trolling Retriever, also known as the Little River Duck Dog in the early 1900s. This retriever is not really known to other countries, but that doesn't matter because in our country, she was featured on a stamp. So you know, she's a big deal. The Nova Scotia Duck Trolling Retriever is a smaller breed of dog than your average retriever. It was bred to mimic the moves of a fox along the riverbank. The retriever trolls along the riverbank, hoping to entice curious ducks, as it jumps about and rolls around just like a little fox would. The retriever is fox-like in color and can be small to medium in size. And we will meet one of these Nova Scotia duck trolling retrievers in just a little bit. Her name is Kellyanne, and you will just love her and her story. Up next, we have a personal favorite of mine, the big beloved Newfoundland dogs. These big furry dogs are the sweetest, most loving dogs, and they love to swim. As a kid growing up, my Uncle Bob had one of these big, beautiful Newfoundland dogs. His name was Bear, and one of my best memories as a kid is swimming around in the water with this big dog for hours and having him pull me around in a dinghy. He truly was such a great dog. But back to these big guys, it's believed they either originated with the indigenous people of the land here in Newfoundland, or some people speculate that they just may have come over with the Vikings. And honestly, I could believe it. These dogs are big, powerful, and covered with fur to stay warm. They are also excellent in water. Sounds very Viking to me. But either way, Newfoundland has pretty much made their claim to them, and I don't blame them. They come in black, brown, and black and white, though they are most commonly black or brown. They are excellent swimmers, as you know, great family dogs, and excellent guard dogs. We will also meet a Newfoundland dog later today, whose name is Gander. 
He is a true war hero. Last but not least, Canada's beloved Labrador Retriever. This guy again is another personal favorite of mine. Like so many of us here in Canada, you either grew up with a lab or know someone who has one. These guys are everywhere and for good reason. Growing up, we had a black lab named Starbuck. He was my dad's dog, but he loved us all. To this day, I have never had another dog that was that smart. Though I was just young when we had him, I remember spending countless hours running around the backyard with him as my sidekick as we stared down the neighbor's dogs and so much more. I miss you, buddy. Rest in peace, Starbuck. I also had another lab in my life, another black one. His name was Niles, and again, he was so smart, so loving, and so loyal. Though I only knew Niles a few years, Nunu, as we affectionately called him, he certainly left his footprints on my heart. But back to our Labrador Retrievers. Believed to have originated in Newfoundland around the early 1800s. They come in black, the most common color, as well as yellow, chocolate, and cream. For over 25 years in Canada, they have been our most popular breed of dog, and for good reason. They are used as service dogs across Canada and the U.S., and to this day, they are one of the best gun dogs in existence for hunting. Now let's look at some more breeds that are used here in Canada. Greyhounds and wolfhounds are used in Western Canada to hunt coyotes and wolves, sled dogs such as huskies, Alaskan malamutes, and the Canadian Inuit dog, are all used across the north in Canada, especially during the winter months. Border Collies have been named the superheroes of the sheep herding world here in Canada. The Commodore Dog, which is one of those dogs that looks like they have dreads, are being used exclusively in Western Canada to guard flocks. The Australian Cattle Dog has made a great stride in popularity among cattle farmers here in Canada. And as far as police and military dogs go, German Shepherds, Dobermans, speaking of Dobermans, I have two Dobermans for those of you that don't know, a big blue Doberman who is my baby boy, his name is Zero. He is actually turning 10 years young at the end of this month, which is so exciting. And then I have my baby girl Mia. She is a red Doberman and will be 7 years young this March. They are my fur babies and I just love them to the moon and back again. But back to the police and military dogs of choice here in Canada. They are the German Shepherd, who I have a very brave story about today, the Doberman Pinscher, and the Bouvier de Flanders. I hope I said that close to right. Which looks like a big schnauzer. And that's a little bit of our dog history from here in Canada. Have you ever read the book, Beautiful Joe, maybe as a child, or in school, or maybe even studied the book in college? I had personally never heard of the tale before, but it turns out it was one of Canada's most popular books ever, selling 7 million copies around the world by 1939. That was unheard of back then. The story starts in 1890 in Meaford, Ontario, when Beautiful Joe, Cover your ears here or skip ahead at least 30 seconds. 
Beautiful Joe was left behind tied to a tree after his previous family had just moved out and left him behind. Thankfully, he was rescued right away by the Moore family, who gave him a happy and loving home. Just two years after being rescued by the Moors, Margaret Marshall Saunders, who was from Nova Scotia, would come visit the Moore family. She was the sister-in-law to Joe's owner. She was so intrigued by the story of Joe and how they had rescued him, she wrote the book, Beautiful Joe, to tell the touching story. She wrote the book from the point of view of the dog and sadly had to publish it under the name Marshall Saunders because those were the times she was living in. But today, her book is proudly published under her name, Margaret Marshall Saunders, as it should be. In the book, Beautiful Joe, she changed the family name from the Moors to the Morrises. She also changed the location from Meaford, Ontario to Maine, USA. In 1893, just one year after her visit with Beautiful Joe, she sent her story off to a contest in the U.S. held by the Humane Society. The book would end up winning the contest and was to be published in 1894. The book Beautiful Joe has been rewritten in over 10 languages over the years and has also been rewritten to be published for adults and children. It is even still studied today in schools and universities across the country. You can see an awesome video on YouTube from the old Toronto series about the tale. The link to find that video is in the show notes, of course, below. And you can also find them at nothingcanada.com under the show notes section. Today, this book is still celebrated for its call to stand up for animal rights. As an honor to beautiful Joe, an 8.5-acre park in Meaford, Ontario, with a bronze statue of Joe himself with the word welcome on it, welcomes all to the park. The park also marks the brave canine's final resting spot, adorned with beautiful flowers and a historical plaque that tells the tale of his bravery and how the powerful book Beautiful Joe started a movement for animal rights advocacy here in Canada. There are a few other tributes to other brave dogs in the park as well. We remember you, beautiful Joe, and how you changed the dog world for the better. If you're ever near the Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto, head over to Bercy's Park. I hope I said that close to right. Here you'll find the most adorable three-tiered water fountain you'll ever see. Each tier of this adorable fountain is lined with puppies. I'm not kidding. 27 playful puppies in all spraying water into the fountain. There's a Great Dane, a Dalmatian, Hound Dog, Schnauzer, Terrier, St. Bernard, Retriever, and so many more, all playing in the fountain. You must see it if you're in that area. I will, of course, include pictures in the show notes below, or check them out at nothingcanada.com. In Newfoundland and Labrador, you will find two large bronze statues of a Newfoundland and Labrador. Two of Canada's five original dogs, and they are the province's namesake. Not saying that they are named after these two furballs, just it's a very cute pun in statue form. You can find them at the Harborside Park in St. John's, Newfoundland. Now will we make our way back to Ontario and are speaking about this beautiful dog, the Newfoundland, 
Let me throw on this old tape I made back in my Patreon days about the story of Gander, the furriest war hero from right here in Gander, Newfoundland. Trigger warning here. Just a word of caution here to my animal lovers out there. This beloved furry hero does pass away in this tale, but I will tell you when to plug your ears or fast forward first. Meet Pal, a super soft and fluffy big black Newfoundland dog. He currently lives with the Hayden family in Gander, Newfoundland. They have very young children and are worried about Pal's size with the kids. Not wanting to give him to the pound or anything like that, they opted to give him to the local Royal Rifles of Canada, a regiment of the Canadian Army. They were stationed at the Gander International Airport in Newfoundland and Labrador. The soldiers gladly took him in and renamed him Gander and immediately promoted him to sergeant. Sergeant Gander's next action of duty was to board a ship to Hong Kong with the Royal Rifles of Canada in the fall of 1941. The Battle of Hong Kong would begin on December 8, 1941, the day after the Pearl Harbor attack. Sergeant Gander would help fight off Japanese soldiers twice, barking, snarling, snapping, and charging at them in defense of wounded Canadian soldiers, saving many lives and keeping the Japanese away. During the Battle of Hai Mun, I hope I said that right, on Hong Kong Island, Trigger warning here, earmuffs, fast forward, plug your ears, 20 seconds, or 30 just to be safe. If you're still with me, Sergeant Gander would pick up a grenade in his mouth thrown by the Japanese at wounded Canadian soldiers. He had been trained to do this. In his last act of defense, Sergeant Gander ran with the grenade back towards enemy lines, saving many Canadian lives that day as he lost his own in an act of bravery protecting those he loved so dearly. At the insistence of the survivors of the battle in Hong Kong that Gander's name be present amongst the men's and women's on the Hong Kong Veterans Memorial Wall in Ottawa, Ontario. A statue of Gander can also be found in Bass River, Nova Scotia, at the Forgotten Heroes Monument, designed by 11-year-old Noah Tremblay to commemorate heroic animals. Sergeant Gander was honored on Monday, October 27th in 2000 with the PDSA Dickin Medal, also known as the Animals Victoria Cross, awarded for gallantry and selfless bravery under fire. The medal reads, for gallantry and we also serve, all within a laurel wreath, on pale blue, brown, and green ribbon. The medal had not been awarded for over 50 years. Sergeant Gander's story of bravery inspired the medal out of so-called retirement to be issued again. The last medal was awarded in 1949 to a ship's cat named Simon on the HMS Amethyst. The medal before Gander had been awarded 54 times between 1943 and 1949 to 32 pigeons, 18 dogs, 3 horses, and a ship's cat named Simon that I just told you about. On July 23, 
2015, a beautiful statue of Sergeant Gander, the Newfoundland dog, and his handler were unveiled in Gander Heritage Memorial Park in Gander, Newfoundland. A member of the Royal Rifles of Canada told CBC News regarding Gander, he was very much loved by all of us. He certainly was the furriest hero of them all. Today we salute you, Sergeant Gander. Have you been to the Nothing Canada souvenir shop lately? Here you can find everything from face masks to comfy t-shirts, hoodies, there's notebooks to write down all your great plans for whenever we finally get out of this crazy lockdown stuff. There's towels, mugs, tote bags, and so much more. And they're all from your favorite adventures here on the channel, like the Yukon UFO, the What the Maple Syrup True Crime Adventure, Women in Writing, Mystery Mountain, and so many more. Head over to this souvenir shop today and grab a piece of your favorite adventure. The link to the souvenir shop can always be found in the show notes below or at nothingcanada.com. Hi, I'm Vanessa, host of Fabled, a podcast that explores cozy, creepy lore and mysteries. Did you know that the legendary mystery writer Agatha Christie disappeared in real life for 11 days? Or that there's a legend that Edgar Allan Poe's Annabelle Lee still wanders a cemetery in Charleston. Fabled explores these stories and so many more, taking deep historical dives into legends and folklore. Find Fabled wherever you listen to podcasts, and say hello on social media at Fable Collective. Remember the movie Homeward Bound? Of course you do. We all love that movie. What you might not know, like I didn't, is that this wonderful family movie is based on the British-Canadian author Sheila Burnford's book, The Incredible Journey, which took place in Ontario, Canada. That's right, the beloved furry trio we all know and love was from a good old Canadian book. The story takes place in Ontario, where the trio stayed with a friend of the family at a farm. The family went to the city to explore a new job opportunity for the father. Not being able to wait for the family to return, of course, our trio takes off into the Canadian wilderness to find their way home, encountering a bear, lynx, and a few very helpful friends along the way. I actually just watched the original version of this tale, The Incredible Journey, on Disney Plus if you have access to that. Turns out, Disney made The Incredible Journey as well back in 1963, which I did not know till now either. The storyline is a bit different, but also the same as our beloved Homeward Bound. But I will warn you, the names of our furry friends have changed, and their breeds are not quite the same. And do forgive me, as I will probably butcher these old names, but I will try my best. The wise old man we know as Shadow is the young pup in this version of the tale, and he goes by the name of Louth and is a yellow lab, not a golden retriever. As for Chance, my favorite hands down, he is a bull terrier in this one, 
and was the wise one of the pack, and went by the name of Bodger. And Miss Sassy was a Siamese cat named Tao, who happened to be a boy this time around. Parts of the movie The Incredible Journey were filmed in Muskoka, Ontario. Next we meet Cloud 2, considered to be one of Canada's most famous police dogs. A German shepherd who served alongside his fellow police officer Ray Carson for four years. Over the course of his career, Cloud 2 is credited with helping capture 123 fugitives and has found countless missing people over the years. One of his most famous stories happened in December 1973 when he and his partner, Constable Ron Carson, followed two underage offenders into an ice hut out on the lake on the outskirts of North Bay, Ontario. Cloud 2 would burst into the ice hut only to bring out a loaded rifle in his mouth just like a dog holds a stick in their mouth. Constable Carson was shocked. He didn't even realize or expect the two youths to be carrying a weapon like that. Cloud 2 had more than likely saved himself and his partner from great harm that evening. On that same night, Cloud 2 would also force the other young offender to drop a knife he was holding in his hand. Trigger warning here. The next minute or so will be tough to hear for some. On September 2nd, 1975, while on duty, Cloud 2 was in pursuit of Donald Kelly in Northern Ontario, a murderer who had escaped from jail and who had been on the run for several days now. To this day, these police chases in order to apprehend Mr. Kelly are said to be some of the most dramatic in Northern Ontario history. The chase had come to Northeast Sudbury, Ontario, Cloud 2 approached the suspect, as trained to do, and sadly was killed by him. Today, this canine police hero rests at the Ontario Provincial Police Headquarters in Orillia, Ontario. There is a whole memorial with his ashes, picture, and mentions of his many great achievements. We remember you today, Cloud 2, and salute you for your bravery. There are many canine units across the country working very hard every day to keep us safe. From Cape Breton, Nova Scotia, Montreal, Quebec, Toronto, Ontario, Winnipeg, Manitoba, Regina, Saskatchewan, Edmonton, Alberta, and Vancouver, BC, just to name a few. An interesting fact I found out about our military dogs in Canada. That's right, we have military dogs who are also working hard every day. A report shows in 2019 the Canadian military had spent over half a million dollars to purchase a number of custom-fitted vests for its military canine units. That includes video and audio recording in real time so the trainer can always see what the dog is seeing and hearing, allowing the trainer to communicate back to the dog even though they may not be able to be directly with the dog at the time. We salute you all for your hard work, time, and constant protection, military and police canine units and trainers. I picked up the book Our Canada, Our Country, Our Stories by Gary George and found the tale of Kellyanne and just had to share it with you. Believed to be part beagle, 
but most certainly part Nova Scotia duck trolling retriever, who is one of the five breeds that originated here in Canada. Her true heritage is not known as she was adopted in 2008 in Bridgewater, Nova Scotia. She was sadly left behind by her previous owners just like beautiful Joe was. Thankfully, she was adopted by a wonderful family known as the Browns. After much love and affection was shown to the pup, she began to show what she was good at, caring for people, especially babies and young children. She just knew how to be with them. The Brown family saw her ability to bring calm to those in need, a trait she had learned from them as they had showed Kellyanne kindness when she needed it the most. Kellyanne was registered with the St. John's Ambulance Therapy Dog Program and would have graduated with honors if they could have given her that title. As of 2018, she was still making patients at the South Shore Regional Hospital in Bridgewater, Nova Scotia, smile and feel better with her charming presence. Kellyanne has been a welcome addition to the therapy dog program and the hospital for almost 10 years. Keep up the good work, Kellyanne. Know a dog like Kellyanne, who's a real-life hero? You can nominate them over at Purina's Hall of Fame. Here you can spend all day reading the heartwarming stories of our furry friends and go through all the emotions like I did too. I laughed, I cried, and after reading so many stories, realized how lucky we are to have these wonderful creatures in our lives. If we could all learn to be a little more like our dogs, the world just might be a whole lot better off. I will include a link to the Purina Hall of Fame in the links below so you can check it out or nominate a furry friend yourself. Another group of dogs that deserve a huge shout out are our service dogs of Canada. The most common types are Labrador, German Shepherds, Collies and Boxers which I did not know. Though other types of service dogs are trained all over Canada, most of the seeing eye dogs are trained in Ontario or in Edmonton, Alberta. In August 2019, a group of service dogs in Ontario got to sit and watch a performance of Billy Elliot the Musical at the Stratford Theatre. The viewing is used as an exercise or training method for the dogs to get them used to unexpected stimulus, like lights, music, sudden sounds, sudden laughter, anything and everything that may come about in their working day lives with their new owners. Truthfully, the pictures of this group of service dogs watching the show is one of the cutest things I've ever seen. If you have a moment, do head to the show notes below and check it out. As of 2018, it's said that there is 8.2 million houses in Canada who claim to have dogs. That's 41% of the households in Canada, almost half. In 2017, Calgary claimed to be the top spot for having the most dogs in the city, followed by Winnipeg, Edmonton, Vancouver, and then Toronto. In 2019, the most dog-friendly cities in Canada were ranked as followed. Number 5, Montreal, for its amazing amount of park space. Number 4, Toronto for having the largest outdoor doggy event in North America called Wolfstock, which unfortunately did not take place in 2020, 
and who knows for 2021 at this point. Of course, the number of green spaces this city has as well. Number three goes to Ottawa, again, coming in with numerous green spaces for the pups to run, and of course, the river trails. Number two goes to Calgary for their 150 off-leash dog parks across the city. That's right, 150 off-leash dog parks. That's pretty amazing. And number one, not surprisingly, goes to Vancouver for its eight off-leash dog parks, 29 dog beaches, and for having the most dog-friendly restaurants and bars than any other Canadian city. Vancouver truly loves their dogs. So what do we call our furry friends? According to a Reader's Digest poll in 2020, the top five female dog names were number five, Molly, number four, Daisy, number three, Lucy, number two, Luna, number one, Bella. For male dogs, number five, Leo, number four, Cooper, number three, Milo, number two, Max, and number one, Charlie. Some fun food and drink names we love to use as well are brownie, mocha, honey, ketchup, and my personal favorite, maple syrup. I just wanted to take a quick second here to shout out some of the very helpful resources we use today to compile these furry facts about our dog friends. The Canadian Encyclopedia.ca, dogtripper.com, cbc.ca, thespec.com, of course Wikipedia was used a few times, readersdigest.ca, and thenationalpost.com to name a few. I thank you all for your amazing articles and facts that help make this show possible today. You can see all the sources at nothingcanada.com under the show notes section. Next we meet an adorable mixed blonde-haired shaggy dog with one ear that stands up and one ear that folds down. Her name is Lexi, and her story starts in 2018 at a shelter in Hay River in the Northwest Territories here in Canada. At four months old, she was adopted from the shelter by a couple in Vancouver, Steve and Darcy Woodley, who train dogs to be in movies and on TV. As of today, Lexi has been in four Hallmark movies, the very last two episodes of Supernatural, she was the dog sitting at the desk with the main character in the final scenes. Lexi has such a sweet demeanor. Co-star Candace Cameron is quoted as saying many times on set she would gladly take the pup home. From a shelter in the far north of Canada to the red carpets of Hollywood today, the possibilities for Lexi are endless. Way to go, girl. You made it. Now these next dogs hold a special place in my heart, as my dear cousin has spent many years raising them. They are the Snowy Owl Sled Dogs out of Canmore, Alberta. Of the 193 dogs on site, 66 were used in the Disney movie Togo that just came out in 2019. The movie was filmed in Cochrane, Abraham Lake, and other locations around Alberta. It filmed from June 2018 to February 2019. Using five of the Snowy Owl dog sleds mushers as stand-ins and doubles, 
for certain actors, even including the star of the movie, Willem Dafoe, in which my very own cousin played his double more than once in the tale. As well as, my cousin's very own personal dogs appeared in the film too. Another exciting achievement for the Alberta company was its very own top dog, Hugo, was chosen along with five other dogs to stand in for the star of the movie, Togo, who in real life was played by a dog named Diesel, a movie set trained Siberian Husky. The snowy owl sled dog's top dog, Hugo, would step in for the star Diesel when scenes were more complicated and required more sled dog skills, and Hugo did it perfectly. Shout out to the many celebrity pups down in Canmore, Alberta at the Snowy Owl Dog Sleds Company, who got the chance to run wild in a Disney film. This is not the first time Canadian sled dogs have been used in Disney movies. They were also used in the movie Eight Below and Snow Dogs. All these films can be seen on Disney+, Plus, including Togo, if you have access to that. There's another famous dog named Diesel on the TV screen you might know, from the show Hudson and Rex. The Canadian TV show starred Diesel von Bergermwald. I hope I said that close to right. The German Shepherd who plays Rex, a canine cop who works alongside his human partner, Charlie Hudson, played by actor John Reardon. The show began airing in March 2019, based off an old Australian TV show called Inspector Rex. The series is based out of St. John's, Newfoundland and airs Tuesday nights on City TV here in Canada. Diesel's trainer is Sherry Davis from Ancaster, Ontario. Not only does she handle Diesel, but she also handles his stunt doubles and stand-ins, his cousins, Aiko and Izzy. Something to melt your heart? After the show stopped filming in between seasons and took a break, when reunited on the set, Diesel ran across the set to greet his partner, John Reardon, as if he had missed his friend over the break. Shout out to Diesel von Bergermwald and keep up the good work. Speaking of superstars, of course, there are Canadian social media star dogs out there too. And there are a lot of them. Here's just a couple. Meet Caruso, an adorable dashhound who has almost a million followers on Instagram. He is a New York Times best-selling author who was named after Robinson Caruso for his great love of travel. This little guy has been all across Canada, the US, and has even traveled to the Bahamas, France, Switzerland, and more. In 2018, Caruso won the People's Choice Award for Animal Star. Born in Montreal, Quebec, he was raised near Mount Tremblant, but today lives in Ottawa, Canada. To follow him and his adventures, check him out at Caruso underscore Dashhound. Another adorable fashion icon that I just had to recommend is social media star Iggy Joey. With 80,000 followers and counting on Instagram, including me now, she is an Italian greyhound, which means she is a mini greyhound adding to her fashionista appeal. Hailing from Toronto, Ontario, her free Iggy picture on Instagram is just priceless. Called the most fashionable dog in Canada by BuzzFeed. To follow her along on her daily fashion show, check out at Iggy Joey. And finally, a personal favorite of mine is Mr. Bentley the Bulldog from Vancouver, BC. 
This guy flies around in his dad's helicopter to some of the most amazing places you will ever see. He is known for his weird quirks like being scared of vacuums, cords, and other strange stuff, but loves adventure, flying, driving, boating, and more. Follow Mr. Bentley and all his adorable adventures at Mr. Bentley underscore the dog. I hope you enjoyed these furry tales today from across our Greek country. And if you have a dog of your own, I hope you realize just how special they are. They are our best friends, our protectors, and they love us no matter what. You will not find another like them on this earth. So please take care of them and show them the love they show you. I'm Canadian Girl. Until next time, my friends and my furry ones. This podcast is a part of Straight Up Strange Productions. Discover more shows like this one at straightupstrange.com. You guys who always hang around to the very end, turn this off and go out and walk your dogs. Play with them, anything. And if you don't have one, Get out there yourself and just enjoy the fresh air. We all need to take care of ourselves right now. I'm Canadian Girl. Stay safe, my friends.